Hello and welcome back to the Corner Kick, episode three, the good, the var and the ugly. My name's Nathan, I'm with my co-host Aaron. How are you today, Aaron? Yeah, I'm great. I'm ready to talk about what's been going on. Well, we'll get right in with the standout scorelines and start off with our game to watch last week, which was Spurs versus Manchester City. Spurs came out on top despite Man City battering them. What did you think, Aaron? Well, I actually watched the game and I thought that Harry Kane was unbelievable. Honestly, he he drives the team and he's just he tracks back constantly. He it, he doesn't get the goal like the goal, but he just tracks back and his passing is like it's out of this world. Yeah, well, I've got a stat here. That's forty-five goal involvements for Harry Kane since Jose Mourinho took charge of Spurs, and it's one year since Pochettino was sacked. Do you think that was the right decision? Well, at the time, I didn't think it was the right decision because, obviously, I, I actually like Poch and he got him to the Champions League final. And uh, the owner thought that they weren't getting anywhere. And in the long run, it maybe has been the right decision. I wasn't sure about Mourinho after leaving, after leaving Man United, but he did get him to second place. So maybe it was the right decision after all. Yeah, it's a strange one, really, because... Pochettino is constantly linked with the Man United job. He's been linked with Barcelona, Bayern Munich, PSG. And it just shows how good of a manager he is. It was strange to sack him and then get Mourinho in, who, I don't know, is kind of a defensive manager compared to Poch's attacking philosophy. But now, if you look at the league table, Spurs are top, and maybe Mourinho is the right man to get some silverware into Spurs. And going across the border to our friends um, in Scotland... We've got Rangers have started um, had the best start to a season for 53 years with a 4-0 win over Aberdeen this weekend. So that's 13 wins and two draws this season so far. How do you think Steven Gerrard's doing? Well, honestly, Celtic have won the league, is it nine times now? Yeah, nine and, times in a row. And Rangers cannot... <laughs> Rangers cannot allow Celtic to get that 10th consecutive league title. So, uh, But Gerard, I think he's a good manager, if you ask me. He is 11 clear from Celtic, um, but Celtic do have two games in hand. So, from your point of view, do you think that they will Rangers will stop Celtic getting 10 in a row then? Yeah, I do. I really do. But, on, but it is a funny league, that. like Because the top five, the, yeah. they're always fighting for like a European place. Like, Hearts and hips and but going abroad now. Another big result from the weekend with Atletico Madrid beat Barcelona one nil. Again, it was another defensive performance, like a Spurs type performance from this weekend. But that leaves Barcelona twelfth in the table. Um, do you think Barcelona have, have are on the downfall? Well, if you ask me, Barcelona have been on the downfall for a while. The bad. <laughs> I can't actually. I don't know what the. It is with the managers that they keep changing and changing it up constantly. And I don't know, obviously, Messi's still there. If Messi does go, I think they'll be in, a, in big trouble next season because if they're 12th already with Messi in the team, God knows how they'll perform without Lionel Messi there. Yeah. We'll, we'll mention it while we're on Spain. Um, one signing that's been really good in Spain this season, who's came from England, is David Silva and his team, Real Sociedad, are currently top of La Liga. David Silva's there and I knew David Silva signed for them but I didn't know they were top of the league it, yeah, he's, he's made a real impact 
he is honestly he's he's I know he's getting on but he's just a playmaker isn't he? just, just shows how good he is and obviously both rival fans here but we we obviously wish him the best because of the servant he's been to the Premier League he's been doing great over here so we hope he does well over there as well yeah he's he, he served City well 10 years of trophies and, and he's honestly, getting the statue as well so <laughs> yeah, he's getting a statue before Vincent Company, which I thought was quite mad, but you know, they do things differently outside of Manchester. <laughs> so moving on, we're gonna pick our player of the week again. So I'll run you through some options and then just let me know your thoughts, okay? So thirty seven year old Zlatan Ibrahimovic scored two goals in Snapoli to put AC Milan top of the league this weekend. Dominic Calvert Lewin scored two against Fulham. Ryan Kent scored and assisted in a 4 0 win for Rangers, who we've just mentioned. Um, Henrik Mikatarian scored twice for Roma, and they are now third place. And Erling Haaland scored four goals against Berlin in an away 5 2 win. So, what do you think of that? Well, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, for starters, is 37, but he's still got, he's, he's in the shape of his life, and he's just, I don't know, I think he'll. Never retire, like he, like he <laughs> says, he's, he's a lion, isn't he? And he doesn't compare himself to humans, but he, is, yeah. he, he proved himself at United. And I don't think he was going to do well in the Premier League because they're obviously the Premier League, the best league in the world. I don't think he was going to make an impact, but he did. Um, Dominic Calvert Lewin, you know, he's he's on form, isn't he? He's just, yeah, he's top class in. He can't stop scoring this season. And he got the England call-up as well, and he scored for England. So, I mean, that yeah, was just, good. Yeah, I hope it just doesn't go to his head, you know. Like, yeah, he seems quite um, grounded, though, to be honest. He's, he's, I think he's 24 now, but he's worked hard to get in the team. He's had a couple of different managers at Everton, um, and he's he's kept grafting, and now he's started. I think his time first came when Duncan Ferguson was the um, caretaker manager. He got a chance then, and he's he's never looked back, really. Yeah, you're right, yeah. I just, um, obviously, a lot of, maybe in January, a few teams will look for him, look out for him because he's proven that he can score goals because there's not many English uh, strikers that can actually do make that impact since Wayne Rooney. I know I know uh, Harry Kane, he yeah. scores the goals and that, but like there's not many English uh, forwards that can do so. So, yeah, it's exciting times. And um, how good is Erling Haaland? Oh well, he's just the next big thing, isn't he? He's just—he's <clears throat> proven he's—he's proven his worth, and I hope I can see him playing in the Premier League one one year. Honestly, I think I be soon, the way it's going. Um, so who who do you go for play, for Player of the Week then? Player for the Week, I would go with just because he's in form at the minute in the Premier League, and he's English. Dominic Calvert Lewin. Fair enough. I'm going to go for the Lion, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. He's still putting him <laughs> at 37 years old. He's like a fine wine. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Hey, so one award that's been announced this week was the Golden Boy Award. The Golden Boy Award is the best under 21-year-old across Europe over a calendar year. So the top three were Erling Haaland, so he won it. Then it was Ansu Fati from Barcelona and then Alfonso Davis from Bayern Munich. One player that wasn't mentioned in the, the top 10 at all was Mason Greenwood, who's had 11 goals this calendar year and just turned 19 in October. So, do you think there was... What did you think of the list? And do you have any notable 
mentions that didn't make it. Well, I knew you were going to bring him up because you're a United fan and all that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, he's a Mason Greenwood. He's he's a good player. He is. He's next level. He he's he is he left footed or right footed? He's both. Yeah, I know it's a weird one. <laughs> I, I never understand. Yeah, he's naturally left footed, but he takes penalties and free kicks with his right. Yeah, he keeps the he keeps people uh, on the toes. Like he's one of them, and he is. But I think. He's 19, he's proven himself at United. Maybe he's just not up to the levels that Haaland and the likes of Afonso Davis is right now because it's just all about the trophies and the team you're in. I know United are building and that. Maybe United are back. We've said that for since 2013 and all this, but, you know. Yeah, uh, Phil Ford had made the list, though. And he's in the sort of the same boat. Obviously, they had the altercation with England early on this season. Um, It seems like Greenwood's carrying on taking a punish in and Foden's been let off the hook now. What do you think? I understand. I get you. I get get what you're saying there. Foden, I don't know. They're both both similar type players. I know Foden plays in the middle sometimes and all that, but they're both making their impact at the club. So, yeah, I know what you're saying. I can agree with your argument. But he maybe could, should have got a, got a name in it as well. Yeah. Um, so, are you happy with Erling Haaland as the best youngster in Europe? Yeah, he's proven his worth. So, yeah. Good. And one um, another piece of good news that came out this week was that fans are allowed back in stadiums. So, 4,000 fans will be allowed in outdoor events in low-risk areas. and with um, fans being back to the stadiums, um, do you think that'll help your team out, your team like Liverpool? Because said this week that struggling with the fixture schedule. They've asked, he's asked BT and Sky to communicate a bit better, as he's sick of playing on a midweek and then playing an early kickoff on a Saturday. There's a lot of injuries at the moment at Liverpool, and he's kind of blaming the congested fixture uh, fixture schedule. And it's something Pep Guardiola's complained about in the past, the Christmas schedule. Is it something that? The Sky or BT could look at and like maybe change, so it's not there's not as many games on telly, or if they want them on telly, space them out a bit more. Well, yeah, I know it's one of them because the older generation they've been like, oh, just get on with it, you know, and all that. But yeah, these days it's different. Think of Klopp and Pep Guardiola's um, requesting of five substitutes in the league. Do you support that? Yeah, well, <laughs> it's an intense game, but. Yeah, I don't think I don't agree with it. I don't. I think three subs is enough because, especially if if the, for the for the lower lower um, table teams such as like I don't know Burnley, Sheffield United, if they're playing the likes of City and Liverpool, and then Liverpool bring on Salah and Mane, you know, it's a bit it's one of them. Suppose, but I think the way like the top managers are looking at it is if they've got a game in midweek and. They know they've got a game at the weekend. They'd rather take their players off and rest them for the weekend. Yeah, I understand that. I do. Yeah, for the, maybe for the team, maybe there could be a structure where the teams that are playing in Europe can have that amount of substitutions. However, like it is, it it is only ninety minutes at the end of the day. If they're not fit, yeah. and they do get they do get paid a wedge, you know. <laughs> well. <laughs> Um, yeah, going on to the, the hot topic of the week, we always talk about it at the moment, VAR. First off, what do you think of VAR? 
Uh, in my opinion, VAR is oh, it's absolutely insane, isn't it? Everyone's on about it. I think it caused more arguments than not. Like it is, <laughs> it is like when it's good, it's good. But this penalty situation and and the off still getting started on the offside. Yeah, like oh, it, it is just mental the amount of decisions this, this season. And don't get us wrong, Liverpool have had the fair share of decisions and. I know people say that the likes of Liverpool and United get more decisions than not. It is, it is. I don't know if it's good or bad. I feel like there needs to be a, a meeting put in place because something needs to change with it. I, I, I've always thought that VAR, I feel like goal line technology is enough. Like, what do you think? Yeah, so you talk about Liverpool and United getting more decisions. One thing we've got to talk about is um, Liverpool and United from the weekend. First of all, Liverpool... <laughs> Had a penalty. There was a check, and nothing was given when Matip handballed it. And I personally have seen more given for less. And then going to my team, Man United, they had a penalty over West Brom had a penalty overruled, and that was questionable. It looked like they said there was no contact. He just fell over, but it kind of looked like Bruno Fernandez did kick him. And then United got a retake of the penalty they did get as the keeper was off the line. And to be fair, he was off the line. So that's an example of when it's worked. Troy Deeney said big clubs do have an advantage in VAR. And I don't know. I think it's maybe because big clubs tend to have more of the ball, so they have more chances. I mean, Man United play a lot of counter-attacking football with fast-forwards like Martial, Rashford, yeah. uh, Daniel James. They're in the box a lot. Bruno's very skillful. Pogba's skillful. They're in the box. They get fouled. They go down. And that's probably why it goes to VAR a lot more. Because it's that fast, they need to check it. And that's why they give the decisions. And it's maybe because the big clubs do have more skillful players. And that's just my opinion. So, yeah. They've started using the hit side monitors. But it's it's not really helped. It's like they're doing it just to show us they're doing it, if, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But are you a fan then or not? I'm not. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm not a fan of it because I liked it before it was in place and I thought goal line technology was enough. And if you... Yeah, so moving on finally to our game to watch this weekend. It's another Spurs game because they're doing so well. They're back on telly. It's Joseph versus Lampard. <laughs> live on the sky on Sunday the 29th at 4.30. The last time they faced each other, Spurs won on, on penalties in the League Cup in September. However, prior to that, Chelsea had won the previous four meetings. Winning side, you know what I mean? On paper. Obviously, yeah. Spurs, I don't know, I can't fault Spurs so far this season. It'll be a close call. I can't. It could be a draw, but I, I think Spurs will get the upper hand. Yeah, well, Chelsea have scored 18 goals in the last six games. Um, Spurs have won... Um, just beat Manchester City, so both teams will be on a high going into this. Chelsea have only had one defeat at home this season, which was to Liverpool. So, bearing in mind, both teams are on form. What do you go with for the score? Well, I'm going to go with 2-1-4 and Kane will get probably two assists. Ah, well, I'll, I'm going to go with one <laughs> Because I think I watched Chelsea against Manchester United the other week and Chelsea did sit back and take the point. For some reason, I don't think um, Chelsea will go all out and attack Spurs because it'll be Frank Lampard will be aware of Jose Mourinho's counter-attack. I think Spurs will have to get the first goal. 
And I do see Chelsea equalising because they've just got too much attacking talent up front. We're going to end with a quiz question again. So the answer to the question last week was, the question was, who's won more Champions Leagues, Pep Guardiola or Jose Mourinho? The answer was two each, so it was a draw. The question this week is, how many goals did Frank Lampard score under Jose Mourinho during both spells in charge of Chelsea? And there's three options, A48, B50 or C52. And the answer will be revealed on our social media platform, um, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook and Twitter on Sunday during the game. So the handle for that is at the corner kick 20. So if you go check it out on Sunday, the answer will be on there. And if not, we'll be announcing again next week. And we're going to call it a day after this. So thanks very much. Thank you. Cheers. Bye.